Welcome to Preschool and Beyond, a podcast where we tackle some of the most common and the most challenging issues facing preschool-age children and their families. Recording from Discovery Child Development Center is your host, Mike DeLott. One of the most challenging parts for many parents whose child is starting new school or a new classroom is the drop-off. While there are certainly some students who will run into the classroom without looking back, there are definitely many children who have a much harder time. Personality and the temperament of the child definitely plays a role in this, but there are certainly things we can do as parents to help make the process go as smooth as possible. Today we have with us Kate Curran, a teacher here at Discovery Child Development Center. Kate has been a teacher for over a decade and has also been a preschool administrator. Thanks for joining us today, Kate. Thanks, Mr. Mike. Happy to be here. Okay, so a big part of supporting the transition to school is getting your child ready before that first day comes. So what are some things parents can do in order to prepare their child? One of the easiest things that you can do is just talk with your child. Talk to them about their new school. If it is a new school or if it's a same school but a new classroom, talk to them. What are they excited about? What do you think they might do? What do they think they might do? And if you don't know, that's okay. It's okay to just sort of guess and to talk about it with them and see what their thoughts are. So when that first day of school does arrive, how can you make sure your child's ready for Well, just be consistent with your child even starting from the first day. Uh, If you tell them that you're going to walk them into the classroom, help them find an activity, and then you're going to go, then make sure that that's what you do when you do bring them in the classroom. Uh, Give them a hug, give them a kiss. If they're supposed to wash their hands when they arrive, like most classes do, um, help them do that, and then say goodbye and be on your way. Uh, It can be hardest for them if You say that you're going to go, and you come in, you give them that hug and kiss, and then you stand at the door and you watch them, or you stand outside the window or something like that, because then it's sort of sending a mixed message to them, and we don't want them to feel confused or unsure or to think that you're not really actually leaving. We want them to be ready to engage in their day, ready to play and have some fun. How much time do you recommend a parent actually stay in the classroom? 30 seconds? 2 minutes? 35 minutes? In most cases, shorter is better. Uh, it's easier for the child to see that you, you, they've arrived at class, that they can make a choice and do find something to do, and then you're going to go on with your day just like they're going to go on with their day. Uh, two minutes, it may be less for some children. I have had parents in the past who came in or even just stopped at the door and said, hey, so-and-so is here, and gave a wave and took off. Um, and I've had other parents who came in, With younger classes, sometimes they stayed as long as maybe to read a short story, which sometimes can be hard for the kids. They think that mom and dad really are going to stay for a long time. It can also be difficult not just for your child, but for the other children in the classroom. So I would say shorter is better. Great. But I know how difficult it can be when you see your child crying, calling your name. Mm -hmm. So how do you actually... Make that break. Exactly, <laughs> yes. I was actually that parent who had the crying child um, with one of my children. And I think the best thing you can do is just touch base with the teachers. And the, as a teacher, we know, we see it happening. We're, we're there to support you. Um, we want to help you. And if it means that 
Like what I used to have to do is actually hand my child off, even when she was in pre-K, to a teacher to say, okay, mommy's leaving now, I love you, have a great day, and just sort of make sure I use that same language day after day so it's consistent and she knows that's what happening. That's exactly what's happening, and I will see her later. Um, and that can be the best way to do it. But know that as teachers, we're there to support you. And if we see you're having a hard time, then we're going to step over and invite your child to join an activity or offer them a hug or ask them if they're ready to wash their hands or whatever might be a good transition to help them be engaged in something so that you can make your, your exit. So as a parent and a teacher, you've seen a lot of drop-off routines. What does a successful one look like? Um, I, as I said earlier, I think say what you mean and mean what you say. So if you tell your child that you're going to go, then you can get going. Um, my youngest last year started a little routine where I give him a kiss to say goodbye, he gives me a kiss back, and then he gives me a zerbert or, or a little raspberry, and I give him a raspberry, and then he's good to go. Um, and if it... It may seem a little bit longer because it's more than just the one kiss, but it's sort of what works for us. It's what we do for bedtime, and it's what we do for the beginning of our, our preschool day, too. So whatever works for your child is the best way to go. I think parents, are, we're often so focused on our child, how they're reacting to things, but I think we also give off a lot of signals ourselves. So any advice to parents on you know, how should they carry themselves and... Um, the same way that you're telling your child. If you're telling your child, I want you to have a great day, then come in like you're ready to have a great day too. You're going to go home and do what you need to do. You're going to go to work, wherever it is that you need to take off to. You're going to do that, and you want them to do what they need to do. Um, be quick. Be concise. I love you. Have a great day. Um, it, and as the parent who had the crying child um, in a classroom that had observation windows, I stood outside sometimes, but you know what? The hard part is you're, if your child sees you outside that window, they think, oh my goodness, she's really not going. Maybe I can cry a little bit more, and maybe they will stay, or maybe she'll see that I'm upset and she can come and comfort me because I really want mom right now. But the child needs to learn to develop that relationship with teachers, too, and know that we're there to support your child. And while mom or dad are away, we'll help them have a great day. So let the teachers do what we need to do to help them transition and to help them feel like they're building relationships with their peers and other adults as well. Right, and I think another important part of the transition is not just when you drop off, but also when you come back at the end of the day. Are there certain things parents should be asking about or saying after they pick up their child to help get them excited for that next no. day? A lot of kids don't like to share a lot about what they've done during the day. So one thing that, as a parent that you can do when you drop off is take a peek and see what activities were out on the tables or where did your child go. If they sat down at the drawing table, then maybe ask them, hey, did you get to draw a picture today? What did you make a picture of? And kind of go from there. Maybe they'll say that they didn't. Well, ask them what else they did. If you, if you really have no idea and you didn't make any notes in, mentally of what was out in the classroom, you can ask them, who did they sit beside at Circle? Did their teacher read a book? Um, did they sit next to someone at Snack? Did they enjoy what they ate? At the very least, you'll know what you packed for your child's snack, so you'll be able to ask about that specific thing. Did anyone else have cheese and crackers? Do you think they liked them? And you can sort of build on the things that you do know, and if you have a child who shares a lot, then maybe you'll get a lot of information. <laughs> One common question I get from parents is asking what the typical adjustment period is. Now, I know all kids are different, and it's going to vary, but um, is, do most kids run in the first day? Is it a six-week period? 
definitely depends on the child. It also depends, uh, in my experience, on whether they are full-time, they attend five days, or they're part-time and they attend two or three days a week. It can take a little bit longer with the part-time child, just because they don't come as many days. They have more stay-home days, and they sort of need a little more time to get used to that transition. Um, usually after about the first, first month or so of school, you'll start to see things going a little more smoothly. Um, and that's a good time to check in with the teacher if things aren't going more smoothly. Um, we find that even if your child is upset and crying when you leave, um, within five minutes, 99% of the time, they're doing just fine. They just sort of needed to get it out of their system and then realize that there's other cool stuff that they can be engaged in. But usually the first few weeks, I have seen some kids have it take longer. I've also had the kids who the first few weeks cried a lot and had a tough time, but nothing so much that we couldn't manage and make sure that they were happy by the end of the day. And the child I have in mind right now, by the end of the school year, mom didn't even come in the classroom. He just waved at the door and was ready to play. So they, they do it in their own time and there's no hard and fast, but it happens. They'll get there. <laughs> so let's say you're doing all the right things. You have a great routine. You're talking positively about the day, but your child's still having a really hard time adjusting. What can you then do? Well, continue to reassure them that school is a place where they're meant to have fun, that it's a safe place, there's lots of different friends they can play with, lots of different activities to do. Encourage them to make connections with peers or with their teacher. And then when you have the, the chance to sit down and make that phone call or send an email to the teacher, that's a great way to touch base. Um, a lot of us as educators are very busy in the classroom, especially in those mornings when kids are having a hard drop-off or in the afternoon when we're trying to make sure that everybody gets what they need and heads out the door with all their lunch bags and backpacks and coats and things like that, um, I, as a teacher, I always encourage parents to please, please, please shoot me an email. I say it over and over again. I say it in every email that I send out to families. It's a great way to touch base. And if, as a parent, you feel that you really need to sit down and meet with the teacher, then you can let those needs be known. And, the, you know, as teachers, we want to help you. We want to help make it a smooth transition and make the whole school year smooth for you. And every school has different rules about what you can bring from home. But are there certain things that you've seen work well, whether it's pictures or other things that you can send in with your child to let them know that even though you're not there, you're still thinking about them and care about them? Every school that I've been in has had a place where kids could keep family pictures. Um, and if your child's school doesn't have that, that's okay. Um, the family pictures on the wall certainly can help. I've been in schools that had read the story called The Kissing Hand, and they had mom or dad trace their hand, and the child brought it into school, and that worked great. Um, for me, my child, who is now in elementary school, who had those hard drop-offs, she had taken a picture of me that she had found in a photo album, and she tucked it in her backpack, and she keeps it there, and every once in a while, she'll tell me, I showed my friend your picture today, and she's seven, and that's okay. If that's what it takes to help her feel connected, that's great, and you can do things just like that. My son, who's now seven, had his poster he brought from home with the pictures of the family. And for the first probably six weeks of school, he brought that poster everywhere within the classroom. It was like a blanket. He hugged it. It was all crinkled and looked terrible, but it really helped him with that transition. Well, with my daughter, it transitioned from a picture of mom to a picture of her cat. And if that's <laughs> what helped her through the day, it works. Well, thank you so much, Kate, for joining us today. Before we go on to our final segment... I want to give you a quick overview of our future programming schedule. We will release episodes every Friday morning. Every other week, we will have full episodes like today's show for you. In the weeks between full episodes, we'll have shorter episodes featuring our show-and-tell segment. The show-and-tell segment, we will provide a tip, 
book recommendation, or suggest a fun activity for you and your child. Now, the longer episodes will also include the show-and-tell segment. So that brings us to our first show-and-tell. This year marks the 100-year anniversary of both the National Park Service as well as the centennial for the North Carolina State Parks. In honor of this milestone, I posted a picture on our podcast page, www.discoverychilddevelopmentcenter.com slash podcast of my family on a nature walk. There are so many benefits to connecting children with nature. Nature walks help children engage their senses. They provide opportunities for children to ask parents questions. They can increase coordination. And green time has been proven to increase child focus. As a parent, I have found it is a great stress reliever too. Last week when our family was having one of those chaotic weekend days, just loaded up the children and the dog and we headed to a local trail. Within a few minutes, everyone was suddenly more relaxed, happy, and we had some great conversations. So get out and enjoy the outdoors. And that's it for today's show. Please visit our podcast page and subscribe to our podcast and iTunes. See you next week.